Injustice. Fight Hate Injustice, then you come to the right place. All right, Susanna, look at us. Two weeks in a row, starting off on a good foot. What are you speaking about this week? I named my case, You Can Run But Cannot Hide. All right. Anything else you want to tell us about your case? Yes. Okay. Nobody raped. That's nice. Nobody's a policeman. Okay. Nobody dead. Okay. But it's still injustice. I will have a lot to say about it. Word, word. (laughs) <laughs> but it's it, it just easier or or less um, traumatizing okay than the last your other cases. cases yes listen yes. we're recording the day our last episode or episode 14 has been released yeah we normally don't record on a release day normally by the time we record we got a little bit of feedback and mm-hmm. that normally takes a few days to roll in mm-hmm. not this week. You know, this, I, I, I'm going to get to it a little bit more after I tell people what I'm talking about this yep. week. But people are just keyed up about that last case. But this week, yep. I am going to be speaking about a case I've called Upset. Mm. Upset. Like, I'm here, I'm ready <laughs> 40, 140 characters, you know, like tweeters. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. To be like, Susan, you need to stop here. Because yeah, you give like, us, you're yeah, your titles are super long. And me, I'm just either like, super long, like, one word. Upset. I think my titles always give away this story. Yeah. Like, I'm not Last hiding anything. title was, Mexico is not the only place with a crappy system. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if that's the name, that's the name, you know? I mean, yeah. I've, I've done some very straightforward ones. I can remember the murder of Kevin Bacon. That was the title. Yes. The murder of Kevin Bacon. Yes. And, you know, the other one, Crappy Dad. Nobody knew what he was up to until mm. we spoke about him. You know? I remember Crappy Dad. Yeah, that was our first episode. Crappy Dad was disgusting. Yeah, we're celebrating our quinceañera. That's right. So that's Susanna. the quinceañera <laughs> episode. So Susanna Here we go. Here we go. Minute I said we have episode 15, she pulls out a video of for me to watch people choreograph dancing <laughs> and in their ball gowns. I'm like, what is this? Precious, she, precious, it's the quinceañera. <laughs> So, well, how do you say it? Do I say it wrong? Quinceanera. Uh-huh. Okay, quinceanera. Mm-hmm. So, this is our, our criminally clueless quinceanera, right? Episode. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> uh, uh, that, maybe that's the title I will give it. Like, I might just name it the quinceanera. The quinceanera? Yeah. And then people might be like, oh, it's about a party. No. no it is not. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. But no a, little, a little housekeeping. I'm uh-huh. going to start with the most exciting and obvious thing. We got braids and then went to the hood and bought roti. And we <laughs> had a great evening. <laughs> we had a great evening. Okay. Now, we're not going to tell you where the hood is. We're not trying to make anybody feel any type of way. However, what I will say is we went and we saw this great girl. She did my hair before this. And it was amazing. Her Mina. name on yeah, her name is Mina, and her name on Instagram is Mina. Did that right? She's Mina tagged in our picture of our braids. Yes. So Susanna and I are twinning in the best way yeah. right now. I'm being good. cross-trained to be a trainee. Yeah. Well, you've been cross-trained to be yeah. black. Black. Not uh, true. Not I a have trainee. the pointy nails. <laughs> 
that's not a black thing that's just you just like those nails that's not I love that's nails. not um racially specific like she did her own nails I'm, she's just bringing I'm, up I'm, herself right now <laughs> i, I want to find a case that a nail thing technician going mad like i'm gonna put these they made like a weapon like right and And be like you nasty stab you with my skeleton okay all right okay this escalated well are we looking cute is what is the main takeaway we're looking cute and you know without divulging where we were that we called hood because we can't talk about the place, but we did find somewhere in Toronto where their parata skin. Yes. It's not, it's still not Trinidad, but it good. Like you could taste the, you could taste the ghee, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's it good, good. 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 Also, I'm loving it. We got some feedback on our alternative sentence enhancers. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> got duck instead of fuck. So this week, we're going to be trying from two of our listeners. Okay. One, um, I think his name on Instagram is Nikipedia. is actually my friend, Nikhil. And then um, from Created For You, we got Panda Hole for Pussy. <laughs> Panda Hole. I Panda Hole. I don't know I if we'll get to use oh it in this God. episode. Yes. <laughs> I have nothing for it. We'll see. So for now, these are the words we're going to roll with until we get some new words. So, we already have another word lined up for fuck though. No. Created for you also suggested fuggle instead of fuck. Fuggle's a cute word to me, I think. Yeah, but imagine me ranting and going, trying this to mother go fuggle. Like, like this fuggle piece of... So created for you also, they gave us quite a list, but we already committed to using duck for fuck this week. I think duck is easy. Duck is Ish. an easy transition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she also suggested mofo for motherfucker, mm-hmm. um, bola for bitch, Fuggle for fuck, ankle sucker for asshole, <laughs> and panda hole for pussy. <laughs> so we we may try to implement I these a words. Panda hole episode so I can pound the whole the town. Pussy the town. Yeah, panda hold the town. Pussy the town. Pussy the town. Pussy the town. Pussy the town. Yeah. I use pussy the town. Well, it's not giving it up. That's for sure. But I can drop some panda holes. Drop some panda holes. <laughs> um, so how do you think you're going to do with using the new sentence enhancers this week? I'll get stuck. All right. I so might be we like, have to commit. Uh, we have to commit. So what we're going to attempt for this episode it's is duck, duck mm-hmm. and panda hole, panda if hole. necessary. Yeah. So this week we're going with duck because we committed to duck. Fuggling around. You can't say that yet because we commit to duck. But I tried to, to around. learn, like, we're ducking around. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's duck and, let's duck and do it. Ah, okay, <laughs> all right. This is good. Prepare yourselves. Who's, it's polite. Just leave it. Let me tell you something. If you're trying to really lean into the black experience, <laughs> you're really going to have to just deal with pain. Being black is just all about pain. From your hair <laughs> to society to dealing with fucking men. Oh, sorry. Dealing with ducking men. <laughs> it's all about pain. Okay? All the way. I'm just telling you the truth. From all the beginning the to the end, the whole experience involves Jeez. pain. So if you want to ride this horse, just be prepared. If you go onto our Instagram, you will see... That Susanna got fitted with her first satin scarf to sleep in for a new hairstyle. (laughs) We went to the beauty supply store. Yeah. And we got some, you know, satin scarves and we all sat. Let's house skip away. We made our first organic podcast friend. Oh, 
on Instagram. So yes. So they're called Be In Your Lane podcast. <laughs> Hold on. Don't want me to that. Let me check. Coming out of their lane no, to that. tell us to be in our lane. No, no, no. I'm just teasing you. I'm teasing you. Thank you for contacting us. Be in your lane podcast is hosted by two guys. Our knowledge of sports is very, very limited. It's very close to geography. Yeah, we also don't know where anything is yeah. at any point in time. But yeah. these guys, go check they them do. if you want to know more this about to sports. Say, <laughs> we have a buddy. Yeah, yeah, we made podcast buddies with yes. Be in Your Lane podcast. They starting. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, they seem a little bit fancy. I mean, they are fancy. They listen, had a video. I they know had a music saying, video. Hmm. And I know. Hold up. Yeah, they, didn't you hear me listening to it? No, they have a studio. I'm looking forward to that they studio do. visit. They do have a studio. We don't have no studio here. We're not, be, we're not jealous. We're not salty. We're just saying, you know, you. No, I mean, like, we're yeah. friends. <laughs> I don't think they're in Toronto. Invite. I don't think they're in Toronto. I think they might be in the States. But once again, we don't know where they're located. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no. yeah, check them out. That was just Please. the last little bit of housekeeping for the day. You know, I think with the podcast community being as it is, you have people who are really, really thriving and they, they're really far. Re like you can't reach them. They're not so much collaborative. They're in their own stratosphere. And, you know, when you're in part of the little guy group, I don't think it hurts you to help pull up someone else. You know, it doesn't take anything away from you. Yeah, but it's also highlight someone it's else. It's also safe to say that you're recommending somebody that very well might be going through the same struggles that you are at getting their project going. Yeah. And yeah. and at helping hand, it won't cost much. However, that doesn't make us responsible for any comment yeah. they have made or will make nasty, nasty comments. Yeah, like sometimes if something will rub off the wrong people. I think what you're trying to say is that our helping out or bigging up or highlighting another podcast doesn't mean we're making ourselves responsible for their content. Yes. We're just saying here, hey, we have a little platform. Yes. You have a little platform. Check them out. Check them out. According to their Instagram, you they discuss, and this is the list, and I'm really impressed by this list because we, we know we're here. Faith, sports, entertainment, pop culture, current events, and more. You see, that's all we way do is more. That's way more. All we do is talk about crime and bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> the type of friends we need. <laughs> organized friends. Yes. <laughs> Listen. We need organized friends. Yes. So if you want to know what happening in sports and, you know, the other things that they have on their they list, go check them out. Okay? Yeah. And and there are a bunch of other podcasts that we enjoy. And we will just try to make a point in the future of um, collaborating with others. I, I was uh, say, check the brother out. What brother? You, that's what you're gonna say. Check a brother out. These braids really made you disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> These braids made you fucking dis. Oh, sorry. These braids made you ducking disrespectful. Oh, one of the things I wanted to say. I listened to last week's episode, and I honestly suggest that people make a drinking game out of every time I say at this point. <laughs> the amount oh. of times I said at this point. At this point, I was like, take a shot, take a shot. If you did, you'd be drunk or or possibly dead. So no, I don't want to encourage that. Thing. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to encourage there, that. There was this show in Venezuela. Awesome comedians. Like they, I think they call it Cucometro. Cuc 
Cuca is another name for Totona, Vijayje, Hoo-ha. Oh, in Trinidad, Coco is penis. I know. Okay. <laughs> so, because she was the one with the filthiest mouth. Mm. And she proud. Of course. Like, she freaking proud. Well, she'd ought to be embarrassed, but I mean, didn't no, we no, see much a thing that says, you, I'm not intimidating, you are intimidated. Yes. Just tonight. Yes. You know, let her so live. So, they had this cucometro. Mm -hmm. So every time she will drop the Totona comment or something related to the Vijayji, mm -hmm. the thing will go up. The thing will oh, go up. Oh, there was the a meter. Yes, it was like a meter situation. I mean, situation. Susanna, But if they come up, if you guys come up with a word that we always say, and it and doc does or not freeze. count. Or freeze. Like, yes. At this point. We could, we could have like a meter for like five episodes I or mean, something. I mean, if you think your see. liver could make it, we could try and do the drinking game for TikTok. But I ain't gonna oh, lie damn, to you. No. We ain't gonna, we ain't no. gonna no, no, Those no. will have to be junior shots. And probably no. have something light. No. <laughs> like cider. Like cider. <laughs> <laughs> or in Zoom. When we get like certain amount of episode, like or yeah. followers. Jesus. That's irresponsible. Yes. That's irresponsible. Because how do we, how do we vet the people shut, listening shut, to shut, us shut, are shut, over 21? Susanna. Shut. Susanna. Oh yeah, well. Yes. But you're not, mm. That's why yeah, I'm no. here. Yes. That's the reason I'm in this podcast to keep <laughs> us out of jail. The fuck. <laughs> the, the dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we've um, you know, done all of the housekeeping from last week. Take let's us into get your ducking case. going. Let's get. Uh -uh. Let's get ducking going. I have to give you some ducking. A reprimand, Susanna Salty as duck right now. No, no, no. We don't have a word for shit. No, so I can give you I, a duck. Hey, we need a, we need a word for shit. <laughs> <laughs> because you like, see, we're just going to do the best we could, you know. Well, they only give us two words. That's what we're working with. Listen. But we got more words, but we could only really, our brains could only really handle for one. Two. Well, two. One or two. Panda hole, remember? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, God. You see? So I, really, only one. Yeah. Really, only I one. I forgot it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you want to say, Susanna? Tell them why you mad. Because you... Mother Docker. Mm. Mm. The duck you. <laughs> <laughs> what you have to say? You, Mother Docker. Yeah. Sent your aunt flowers for her birthday. Where's the crying? Have the courtesy to say, hey, you remember my Auntie Winner? And it's her birthday today. And I would have been like, oh, happy birthday, Auntie Winner. No. You don't only forgot to tell me. You sent flowers. I would have gone through like, hey, I put you into this flower for Auntie Winner's gift. Make sure you send her a text. And I'll be like, Auntie Winner, do you like the flower that we sent you? <laughs> okay, okay. So, what, no. so what you're mad about. No. What I you, was not even giving a chance. So what you and really, we all what know you're my really, weakness. Oh. You know my weakness. I ducking forgot your ducking birthday day. Are you done? No. Because you just, all you just said to me was that you mad you didn't get to be a bandwagonist. Bandwagonist is a word in Trinidad about people who like Don't to climb on the bandwagon. No, no, no. Yes, people like to climb on I the bandwagon after something got popular. gift. Okay. I would, you missed your no, chance. The point is that you said, oh, this girl's birthday. Susanna might like to say happy birthday to her, especially when Susanna thinks a lot about birthdays, you know. If it makes you feel better no? at all. Could you let me finish? If it makes you feel Ducking better. No. If it makes you feel better at all. 
when I spoke to Auntie Werner on the 8th, which is the day before her birthday, she didn't remember it either. The whole year has just kind of run together on you in this whole pandemic situation. She's like, oh, it's tomorrow. Yeah, okay. You know? Uh, so, oh gosh, man. And she had to work. So, the woman ain't mad. She not I'm vexed. Mad. Well, all right, you stay there and be salty. And you have to duck and get it. I don't know why you're acting like a panda hole about this. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> Start the damn story. <laughs> okay. So, ice alert. She's living her life. Mm-hmm. Minding her business. Trying to be her wonderful self. Mm-hmm. Right? And then she meets Richard Hogland. Okay. We're going to call him from now on Richard because I cannot duck and pronounce the last name. Sure. This took place in Indianapolis for our neighbors here. So they start dating and they get married. Nice. Living their married life. As you do. But they have money. They have a big house. Mm-hmm. They have a boat. They're living a good life. They're comfortable. They have two kids. I feel like boat says money. Something about a boat. And we ain't talking about like a, a pirog. I'm not saying you can't have a small boat and still have money. I'm just saying something about like an ostentatious boat, like a big boat, just says to me, I reach. I have. But that, Because mm, okay. I could afford to have a vehicle that I only use once a year. <laughs> because that depending <laughs> on where you live uh, yeah depending on what mm-hmm. but you understand what i mean like yes. if you live in a seasonal place but that's a where you only point. get if you only get out on the lake in the summer do you understand what i'm trying to yeah. say so when i see boat like you are are you can afford to park a boat somewhere and by the way parking your boat at a boatyard costs money right yeah but you can take it put it on storage yeah so okay so storing the boat costs money unless you own your own area which now I, lets me know for sure you have money mm-hmm. but something about a boat to me says I made it. Don't to worry about me. To me? I made it. To me, mm-hmm. it's cottage. Or cottage? beach house. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but really? Yeah, that mm. to me is making it. I think it's very like, likely like that the person thing. with the boat parks it near to their cottage and enjoys the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So they probably go hand in hand. I'll be happy with the cottage. You get the boat. And then we reach together. No, I don't want to I don't wanna be on the boat. I want the cottage don't you too. Want... I just saying that when Why I Why don't see... you want the boat? Why can we have boat channel? Why would you take the dream out of I'm to not have trying a to take no dream away from you. All I'm trying to say is that Duckin Isla <laughs> and she husband Hoagie, the minute you started telling me about their finances, you could have just led with, they have a boat and I would have filled in the rest mentally. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm okay. trying to say. Okay. Okay. But we're getting a boat in a cottage. Okay. So they're living their life. They have two kids, Matthew and Doug. It's Doug. Did you not see the Nickelodeon cartoon, Doug? No. Really? He yes. was in love with a girl named Patty Minez. I... And people always laugh at how I say Minez. I don't know how you pronounce that word. I don't know how to pronounce Doug. By February 10, 1992. Three, okay. they reach to their 11th year together. We all know that being married is hard. I I don't know at all. I, I only know but by proxy. Know by, mm, mm-hmm. And that's enough for you to be far from it. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I am not this purple that, you know, I am in here. I'm going to paint a cute picture so you cross the bridge. You're not going to make a lie. I'm not like fooling anybody. It's not fucking easy. Right. Okay. And I, 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 we madre. <laughs> it is not ducking easy. <laughs> February 10th, 1993. Mm-hmm. 11 years. Richard is like, this shit's hard. Right. Like, marriage is hard. 
that might be the understatement of the year, but okay. Exactly. Like he like he discovered that right. oxygen. Like you know. Yeah. Like, oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> okay, there are different versions of this. I picked one. Because the other one seems like telenovela light. That's normally the area you're most comfortable. Yes, I am. But there was a phone call. I just decided that this is the outcome. Okay. I can it's, it, I can say what were the other sources said during this phone call because the conversation seemed to be like... No, just give us what you think is the most likely okay. scenario. So he goes and called the wife. Richard called Estler on February 10th, 1993 at work. Like she working. And then he said, hey, I'm feeling ill. Let me quote. In my mind, this is how it played out. Okay. <laughs> so this is her telling the story. Right now, Susanna ducking, please, with herself. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why. <laughs> <laughs> he called me at work and told me he was ill and that he needed to go to the emergency room. And I say, well, why don't you just wait and I'll go with you? He said, no, I don't have the time to wait. Hang up. It's serious. I don't have the time to wait. But dying. In her mind, Estelar, mm-hmm. her mind, husband gone to the hospital. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what he has. Yeah, yeah. And she goes like, okay, I have to go. I have to go. Yeah. I have to search for this man. She went home. He wasn't there. She went to the nearby hospitals. Okay. He wasn't there. He car's not there either. But you know what's there? The rest of his stuff. Everything is there. Um, wallet, passports, documents, bills. Like he apparently he tend to col- uh, tend to collect the bills, put them together, and then go ahead and pay. You know, back in the days when you go to the bank mm-hmm. to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Makes sense pay- instead of going up and down at the bank. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like he will be a man of habits. So he just gone. <laughs> Faster than the telenovela. Right. <laughs> and this is February. So it winter. Yes. Did you say she was in Illinois Indian, or Indianapolis? Indianapolis. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know. We have no idea where Where is Indianapolis? Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> this, is not, this is not Venezuela nor Trinidad. Uh, we assume that you're cold. What is wrong with us? <laughs> That's true. We're just going to make the assumption you cold. Yeah. <laughs> And you cannot be like, you are weathered racist. <laughs> weathered racist. <laughs> that Towards real climatist. <laughs> so she's like, she's gone to the police. She said, my husband is gone. Right. She began a report. My husband has disappeared. The police automatically thinks, yeah, something to do with it. You know, you, Estelar, you have something to do with it. It amazes me they that ent- because they have money, instead of saying what they normally would say, now mind you, if she was missing and somebody tried to report her she missing, she, no, she cheating, she'll turn up. She's probably out with friends. She was too hormonal. Yeah, she was too hormonal. She was too hormonal. She just give her some time. Yeah, maybe she just needed to. She's stressed. And then three weeks later, shit. They just can't wrap their mind around the thought that a rich man would leave behind his money. So they're like, no, he something's wrong with him. Yeah. They were out looking for him. Mm -hmm. They found car by an airport. Mm -hmm. The police checked the airlines, the Mm -hmm. flights, the the data. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's no recollection of him taking off on a plane, at least from that airport. All they have is a car. There's nothing strange in the car. Okay. Okay. There's not. They just somebody drove it. 
pocket. But he was contacting his sons. Okay. Hold while on he was missing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hold on into this information. Mm -hmm. While he, he was talking to them, he goes, I just can't live like this anymore. You mm -hmm. won't see me for a while. Okay. So he wants some time to find himself. He lost. That's Motion. okay. But don't take off like that. Yeah, of course. Don't take off like that. I mean, at least he called his children. He, he, he. You will never get to him. Okay. Shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is why the sources get fuzzy because you know she was searching for him. Then she has the recollection these two phone calls that he made like at least one phone call to each son. Okay, so she knows that he's okay, he's uh, okay, like uh -huh. not dead, not right? kidnapped. So she's putting money mm -hmm. towards finding him. By his words, he didn't seem like he wanted to be found. Mm -hmm. okay. That's why like sources get like oh she was broke because she was looking for him. Mm. But now the other source says, but he was contacting his sons. So there was no search because he, he was alive. Unless you're chasing him for money. No, maybe just to want to physically make sure he okay. I mean, he's mm. only calling. No, no, if he, he only calling. Okay. Maybe they want to put eyes on him. Just see, you know, all right. Do you actually really okay? Yeah. Anyway, so kids are too small to be providing, like, sharing a full-on conversation on, like, their you know like the details exactly really, okay okay they can't communicate Ex the details yeah like mm -hmm. I there were uh, six and eight at the time yeah yeah so from february he makes those phone calls mm -hmm. then like the earth just swallowed him disappear nowhere to be found okay hold on into the phone call com phone call the thing. fact that he called yes son. okay by the summer each son get a card for their respective birthdays okay. with a $50 bill mm -hmm. in the card. I'm going to quote a portion of the, the card. Maybe sometime soon we will get to see each other. I bet I won't even know you. It has been so long. Mind your mother by that. This panda hole. Why? Why do you have to dock a kid's mind like that? Keep oh. your docking $100. Top it up your docking ass and just be gone. You want to be gone? Be fucking gone. I mean, docking gone. Be gone. You don't want no more of this? Stop ducking the kid's mind. By this mm -hmm. time, this woman, she's living the life, you know? There is uh, an expectation with two incomes. She cannot afford with one income. Remember, she was working. It's not like she was a husband. Oh, you're saying you know? she can't afford the life the she life was that living she was having. before. Uh -huh. So she, remember, she spent money in lawyers and mm -hmm. trying yeah, to find a man mm -hmm. and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. And so savings are gone. Situation is happening. She, mm -hmm. she got to the point that the boys were getting hand-me-downs yeah. for clothing and why not, yeah. right? So they got it rough. They got it rough. So they had to move with the grandma and all that jazz. I would accept hand-me-downs for my baby because children just grow up fast. And I don't think it's a reflection of not having. This is rich people. Yeah, sure, they are rich. There's nothing wrong with hand-me-downs, but I think you're just trying to paint the picture. Yeah. They were having a, a boat today. A struggle. And next <laughs> day, yeah, yeah, next yeah. day, they cannot afford yeah, yeah, yeah. their clothes. So after 10 long years... Oh, my... Mr. Richard is just declared dead. Like, he made no more contact. The last contact he made was that card. He gone. Eisler, she said, you know what? He's gone. Her emotional support was her older son, Matthew. So they're like, together, like, we're a unit. We're at certain point. She said, well, he's now declared dead. I am ready to move on with my life. Mm -hmm. 
Like, it's not like I haven't made an effort to find you. That's right. She met somebody, and then that somebody said, okay, let's get married. Let's give it a try. And she said, yes, let's get married. My kids are old now. Now, Matthew took on the responsibility to being an emotional support to his mother. Doug, on the other hand, I cannot <laughs> pronounce that name. Doug. Doug. He, he took it rough. He started using drugs. Oh, no. And he ended up being an Indianapolis correctional. Indianapolis correctional facility. Because he was being a habitual drug offender. Mm-hmm. So he's a repeat offender. They fed up of his yes. shit. So they sent him so to I'm jail. So I'm going to lock you yes. up. 2016, Eisler, she's living her life. She How moved many years on have passed out since 1993? 1993. Why I cannot do math? Maths is hard. 23 <laughs> years after, she's like, okay, I'll remarry. I'm living my life. I don't mm-hmm. know the details of her financials, but she was, okay, you yeah. there, I'm here. I hope you're not dead. And she gets a knock on her door. Oh, I wonder who it could be. The police. <laughs> it's the police. Oh, it's and they say, Chanel, <laughs> do you know who Richard Hogland is? And she said, yes, that's my ex-husband. We have him in court. Well, shit. That cannot be it. Because he dead. <laughs> They've gotten rid of like your social security number or sin number, as we say here. And you no longer exist because to everything you, you're you dead. Then, yeah. What do you do? You just come back as a new person? No, no, no new person. You have to just like on that. She said, I do not understand. Remember this document? You declare him dead? Are you telling me right now I'm married to this man? But she had a new husband. And she had a new man. Look, she finds herself in a polyamorous relationship. Mm-hmm. Is it polyamorous? Polygamy. Poly- Poly- polyandry? I don't know. One of the polys dread. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out, Chanel, that my friend Richard, Hoagie, he had left the yes, country. He- I imagine that he had to have. Do you know where he was making those phone calls? Because he was so stingy that he would make an international call and make the recipient to... Pay? He uh-huh. called collect? Yeah. Wow. So mm-hmm. when they start searching, because now she's questioned again, she said, well, the last contact that he made with me, you have a record, like the phone calls, like mm-hmm. they never searched for the phone calls and where were they coming from? He was out of the United States for a year. Okay. And then he ended up in Florida where he, where he rented off of a fisherman and his fisherman last name is Simonski. He wasn't a fisherman though. He no. just rent a place from a fisherman. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, this fisherman family member named Harry Simon Simonski. Simonski. Mm-hmm. Dead. I thought nobody died in this story. He, but he already gone. Oh, he gone from before. Yeah, yeah. He had already gone. Ah, let me guess. He stole the identity. He stole the identity, Chanel. Uh, yes. He managed. Mm-hmm. With the death certificate, he managed to go like, oh, I lost my things, you know, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And he managed to get a, his hand on a driver's license. Mm. And he got a whole new identity. He started working, mm-hmm. started making money. He met a woman. He married this woman. So wait, he, he left behind the money. with this woman. Hold on, hold on. He has two kids with this woman. He's living the life under another marriage. I just, here's the part that I'm having trouble with. Why would you leave the responsibility of a marriage for it? Because it was too overwhelming to take on the responsibility of a new marriage 
somewhere else. Uh, that is it just you didn't like Isola or are you a serial monogamous with problem? That could be either. It could be both. Family member of that dead fisherman, Terry, he said, I want to know my roots. I know who my, well, I want to know where my people is. Ah. And then he goes on the amazing website. Say, is it ancestry? Ancestry. Okay. And they said, oh, your member, Terry, uh, what's his name? Samansky. Saman Simonski. Mm -hmm. He gone. He dead. But he Googled it. And then Terry is living the life. Terry alive. Yeah. And then he finds Terry. Mm -hmm. But Terry's not Terry. Why are you alive if there is a... That like there is a death certificate of you be gone, and he talks to him, and he said, "Are you Terry so and so?" Because I'm not gonna repeat the name. Mm -hmm. Are you Terry? And then he said, "Yes." You sure you Terry? <laughs> yes. You sure? And he goes Terry, being she's Terry proud, show mm -hmm. his driver's license. Oh Lord! When Terry goes and in Venezuela we call it chapea. Chapea it was when you show an identity that makes authority, you know, like the police will, you will show his Okay, yeah, yeah, thing. like a badge. Uh -huh. Yeah, so, but it could be anything. Like journalists being like, eh, I'm a right. journalist, I can go. Right, it gives you, know, you authority. Chapea, chapea, mm -hmm. like it's you to a point that I don't need to make an argument, I'll just show you this. Right, right, right. So he went on and chapeo. <laughs> okay. And what does he do? The Terry's family member, the actual Terry... Like, he has the police and be like, I know this man is supposed to be dead. And now he's living the life. And he goes and says, well, you off you go to the police. Well, it's only fair. Yes. So the man abandoned his family. His wife was accused mm. of doing something to him. She mm -hmm. spent all of her money trying to find him. Yeah. She went broke or broke by her standards. Yeah. And she finally moved on. And now the police had him in custody because they found out that he did all of that I'm stuff. Loving that and stole yes. somebody's identity, mm -hmm. which was the Terry guy's identity. Exactly. Okay. Now, when they questioned the second wife, the, the Terry's wife, she's, she's like, Terry. <laughs> I know. When they questioned Terry 2.0 right. wife, she said, you know, like when I brought up his family, he will get all weird and drop the subject. So like at some point asking. they just stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to but be honest, he was curious. being, but he was, of course, <laughs> but to be honest, he was doing whatever he needs to do. He's working, he's providing, he's a loving husband. He's there for her kids. Like, you know, this is a man that wants to be in, under the institution of marriage. Little that she knew that she married to that man. That he had a whole life that he just walked out of it. So I, what, oh my God, what's her name? Israeli, Israeli, Israeli. And not Israeli, <laughs> is Isla. 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 She said, what the hell are you talking about? Like I have a one. I have a husband. I had a husband. I went broke. Like from one time to the other, I went broke. I I made my oldest kid my support system, and my youngest kid took off and started doing drugs. Oh yeah. She made the claim that the trauma of him living 
made him to go off the rails. We can all make a good case about this and say a bunch of stuff, but I we're not here to discuss. Doug. <laughs> we're here to discuss Richard's latch theory. Now they take him back to Indianapolis. He goes to jail. Do you know how Doug found out that his father came back on the TV and the prison? Oh, no, because he's in jail because yeah. he was a repeat of Yeah. Damn. Huh? It's probably like this so, mother ducker was alive this whole time. Yeah. So Richard Terry 2.0 mm, got sentenced to two years in federal prison. Only? I know. For identity theft. Isler, Isler, she said, you know what? Now that we're here at court, I want my child support. Ah, I love it. Richard Terry. 2.0. 2.0. Mm-hmm. Was ordered to pay $1.86 million mm-hmm. of back child support. The judge used the highest interest percent amount that he could use, which is insulting because it's only 18%. Mm. Where did he going to take this money from if he went to jail? He's successful. Like yeah, he yeah, made yeah. a so whole... he was able to keep cuz yeah. he said he got a job and no, he he's making good I money. Thought he walked away from any money. Yeah. No, he worked like he did right, walk okay, away from okay. any money. He made good money. You know that you only wait, get wait, wait, two years. This is the end of the case. Yeah, this case was very light. I, I, you know, you're right. But you, you would, did you say wanted... nobody was gonna. Yeah, yeah. You, you're right. It's just I was waiting for the punch. Like where was it? You know, maybe there, no that, punch. I told you that at you, the beginning. We don't trust you here. <gasps> we don't trust you here. What are you talking about? When I say <laughs> when I say we, I mean we, me and the listeners. We don't trust you. We don't no. fucking trust you. Right, you keep bringing us all these stories of these damn panda hole men out here. See, this one is doing like all a, of this shit. But honestly, like I went all the way with like nasty people. That this guy being nasty to his family, the entity that he said, "I love you, I'll be with you until my dying day." He just took off. He did lie. He died. He was with them till his dying day. Just that he didn't. Uh, he he, he missed like a good forty years. Twenty-five years. He was with them until. He, Richard, died. Then he went on to promise that he, Terry 2.0, will mm-hmm. stay with his next family mm-hmm. until he died. Yeah. You know what's the, the sad part? That Terry has two certificates. The one before Richard took over and the one right after Richard was discovered. So he had to die twice? Yes. Damn. I kind of I don't have a substitute word for this. I think Richard is a giant. See you next Tuesday. Mm. I feel like if even though he done paying he two years of alimony, child support, whatever it is, no alimony, spousal support. I feel like once that's done, I hope that he, like he's so in it, to pay that money that every cent he earns goes into upkeep of his show. But you know what happened? Like he, like he had no fun. He had no boat money no more. I know he made the money again. I'm saying, I'm hoping that in retribution, every cent he earns now, whatever money he made, is going into taking care of it. Mm -hmm. He has four children now. Well, I mean, not really. Only two of them. Yeah, but he's paying the back child support. Mm -hmm. One of the children is in prison, right? And the other two are still children. What I'm trying to say... Yeah, so I'm hoping every cent of what he made is going into that so he don't have no more boat money. 
No. So even if even if he got a new boat as Richard Terry 2.0, mm-hmm. even if he got a new boat, I'm hoping that because he has to now cash in and pay this woman her coins, that he don't have no boat money no more. No. You don't get to enjoy the boat cottage life. No. Boat cottages are for honest people. Not you, yes. Richard Terry 2.0. Yes. Duck you. Yeah, duck you big time. I mean, that's Are a, you proud of me? I, I'm proud of you because you surprised me. And you surprised me because because I complained. But I didn't expect you to go all the way to the other side and bring me this kind of like marshmallow fluff-like case. No, it's not marshmallow. I can, I can make... you I can heard ha- your stuff? I can make an argument like how much child damage this guy made to no. his family, his new family, listen, to his... Listen, I'm saying, have you heard your stuff? But you told me it was too much. Your last episode had the sentence, cut off her nipple in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say I'm surprised because I kept hearing, I, I mean, for the people, it's 3.27 in the morning, right? And like real time, because I know last time we spoke, there was some confusion because I did like see it. <laughs> but it's it late. And I hear like, okay, Shana, pay attention, pay attention. The girl talking and I'm like, uh-uh, nobody dead. Richie said nobody is gonna die. I was like, okay, well maybe he's hit somebody with a car. So I like waiting for he's and the drama. Him. Instead, this somebody instead, with a car. Instead, this Mitch, male bitch, this Mitch, mm-hmm. somewhere out there living his best life. First, he take a vacation. Then he decided to settle down in Florida. Yeah, right. And then he decided to copycat his original life by getting a woman, having two children, two sons at that, so that he could pay them or take care of them. And leave at the 11th year. Maybe he All has I, at the 11th year mark. No, I just feel like if he wasn't feeling Isola anymore, he could have just say, Gil, I not, you know. Of course. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, if it was that he, this woman who he married to now, is like his new woman... I just find it hard that somebody would go through all these things yeah. just for panda hole. Yes. You know, that just don't make no sense. But he didn't do it because of he the panda hole. He didn't do it for the panda hole. He just found one. Yeah, he did. But he left a, because, because you know, he cannot take it anymore. You cannot take it, you get divorced. Yep. So You cannot I, take I, it, you saying, get divorced. While saying that just now, I was like, I can't believe somebody would leave just for panda hole. People from the stories we've told, have killed for stupid effects. You know what I just thought about? What if some sort of like coalition of protecting panda image <laughs> comes and finds us? You know, like they did to protect panda image and we out here talking about panda holes. <laughs> oh, shit. Hi. You ready for my case? I am. I don't have a smooth transition into our story. You know, I have some bullshit for you today. Come on, let's go. Hi. My story, not like yours. Not light. Things does happen. I can't tell you what. Like I said, the name of my case is called Upset. Upset. And at the end of our story... I'll be upset? Sure. But I'm going to explain why I called it Upset. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. So it was 2010. Hmm. And Simona Sumasa, that's how I'll pronounce it, mm-hmm. Sumasa... I thought for a second it was some sunar, but it's not. <laughs> Sumasa was likely fed up. She had a rough couple. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> she had a rough couple of years. An impressive woman who, without finishing college, was able to secure a job in finance on Wall Street at Morgan Stanley. 
She never finished college. Mm-hmm. This was all on her own steam. She was now floundering a bit, trying to succeed in a restaurant franchise business. Mm-hmm. It can't be op- easy starting a restaurant franchise. I think yeah. people just assume, oh, well, you know, everybody know but McDonald's. But you just need a kitchen and we food. Just, yeah, and just need a name. It's going to take a while, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it seems she was struggling both professionally and personally. Mm-hmm. Don't we all, Gail? Don't yeah. we all. We hear you. We hear you so much, Sonny. <laughs> how far would she go to stay afloat like what would she do 3.33 in the morning no no she, she on a podcast it's not a story about a person uh. with a podcast what she did is different so the whole point is is she's she's struggling financially mm-hmm. but she was a financially stable person so we don't know what she was willing to do but if your dreams were seemingly on their way down the toilet what would you do to save it right that's the question don't Can flush <laughs> Police were pretty sure she'd do whatever it took because mm-hmm. she was just arrested. I ah Chanel. So what, what you do to do the nasty? So what the hell did Simona do? After being read her rights and shuffled to the police station to await questioning, she had no choice but to confront the mountain of evidence against her for armed robbery. She had armed robber. She did Tisha. So the police not only had eyewitness testimony, mm-hmm. but they also had proof that her vehicle was seen at the scene of the crimes. Okay. She was caught and now facing 25 years in prison. And yes, for armed robbery? Yeah. Well, how much you, well, well how she much had you a gun. But she didn't hurt anybody. But she had a... Last week, when we were talking about getting shooting your foot, remember? <laughs> And the man shoot the girl in her foot. And I was like, I feel like six years seemed just if it was a true and true. And you were like, but it's still violent, Chanel. It applies. Now you're like, oh, it's been a whole 25 years. All she do is like shake a gun at somebody. Come on. Anyway, so she was caught and mm-hmm. would need a damn good lawyer to get out of this one. How'd she get the money? So the first witness in her case came forward in 2009. So a case building against her for some time. Okay. When that person come forward, they came with a story of being handcuffed and robbed of $700 by an armed Indian woman who was mm-hmm. impersonating a police officer. Check then, out a badge. Then another witness reported being robbed by two police impersonators in Nassau County. And one of the impersonators was an Indian woman matching Simona's description. And witness number two was even able to memorize the first three letters of her Jeep Grand Cherokee and uh-huh. its New York City plates. Oh. Finally, the third witness came forward in May of 2010, remember she got arrested in 2010, mm-hmm. saying she was held up by fake police officers driving a Jeep Grand Cherokee as a getaway vehicle, mm-hmm. but with Florida plates this time, not New York City plates. Okay. And that the people who robbed her were calling each other Seam and Elvis. <laughs> Seam and Elvis, right? The police... <laughs> now, this this totally links back to Simona. Uh-huh. Because it turns out these are the nicknames she and her new man does be using. Mm. She's called she Seam, and she's called him Elvis. I don't know if that nickname no. or that he name, mm. but that's what she's called. So the criminal couple appeared to be on a roll and needed to be stopped. Okay. Police had their woman, Simone. Mm-hmm. At least one half of the dastardly duo was off the streets. I don't know if they was looking for Elvis or what, but they have Simone. Simona's boyfriend, Elvis, 
who had a Jeep Grand Cherokee yeah. with New York plates mm -hmm. had recently made the decision to transfer ownership of the vehicle to Simona's sister and Simona drove the vehicle herself down to Florida to get it registered. If they weren't sure they had their woman before, mm -hmm. they were now. Because remember, this, one of the witnesses said that the Jeep Grand Cherokee that oh, Robert no, had Florida uh -huh. plates. Mm -hmm. Her bail was set at $1 million. Simona would spend seven months in jail, during which her restaurant business fell apart. Mm -hmm. And she was separated from her daughter. She had a mm. daughter. In fact, she was mere weeks away from taking her case to court and in front of a jury. Okay. But she never had her day in court. Why? Because she didn't have a lawyer? She was unexpectedly released in ah! December of 2010. Why? Why was she out? That's the question I asked too. Why was she out? Mm -hmm. Were the police finally listening to her plea? Since the moment of her detainment and then arrest, Simona vowed that she was innocent. She was like, hey, I, I never mm -hmm. do this. But, but with the evidence piling up mm -hmm. against her, nobody was interested in hearing what she had to say at the time. They believed that was just her version of the truth. Because mm -hmm. remember, she had people identifying, yeah. saying that the Indian person is the one mm -hmm. who because robbed she's them. she's the only Indian person. <clears throat> In the whole of New York. Mm -hmm. And then she, person, they heard them being called Seaman Elvis. That's a, that's just her. And then nobody else have that. Nickname. They did have the three first digits of the plates, and which they? is a thing. Mm -hmm. And on top of having the three first digits of the plates, they also had that whole the Florida tag, and it timed perfectly with the fact that Simona's sister was accepting the car in Florida for it to be registered. <clears throat> But the police did release Simona. The police released Simona because one of the so-called victims of her crime, of her robbery spree, confessed that the entire story was completely fabricated. No, 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 no. They make it. What? Yes. <laughs> no. The informer was quick to divulge the true mastermind behind the crimes. The informer was quick to divulge the true mastermind behind the crimes as one Jerry Ram Ratan. And without knowing the full depth of his scheme, the police were able to connect each of the witnesses to several calls with Jerry. Who the hell is Jerry? Mm -hmm. And why was he out for Simone? Jerry Ram Ratan was Simona's ex. Not just her ex, but her ex from hell. Jerry and Simona started dating in 2006 after mm -hmm. he walked into one of her restaurants. That's how successful she was. She had more than one restaurant. And he introduced himself to the single mother and told her he was a police detective. Okay. He police. The two appeared to hit it off right away. And soon started a whirlwind relationship. Mm -hmm. Not from last week's episode, we all know whirlwind relationships. Not a good idea. Mm. Not a good, you know, take your time. Eventually, Jerry would even move in with Simona, but they soon started to have a strained relationship. Simona started to pick up on some weird behavior from Jerry, like the fact that he had a job as a police. Okay. He carried a gun, but he never actually went to work. <laughs> what is it with these men <laughs> faking the shed? He was obsessed with CSI and investigation of shows. Course he I put, needs I put to a get note pointed. here saying I can't judge Jerry too much here because yeah. that is also what I do in my free time. <laughs> so at first she ignored it. This is true. At first she ignored it. She ignored her gut because I, I, I just need to make a disclaimer here. 
you all know that we do not say our cases to each other, so we're surprised. And here we are. We managed to put two men that are faking their whole... The whole shit around life, you know? Their whole existence. Yes! She ignored her gut because there was even an instance in 2007 oh my. in which Jerry took her to the Brooklyn DA office, district attorney's office, <laughs> to meet his, quote, boss. The boss in question was a man named George Terra, mm-hmm. who at the time, not Terror, but Terra, T-E-R-A, who at the time, not sure if he still is, was the head of investigations for the Brooklyn DA's office. So since he asked for George by name and he Waldstein, like if he was a regular, yes. it seemed to be on the up and up. So yeah. she she was like, oh, it's believable. They're very believable. Why are you talking mm-hmm. about? This well, is not, this is, this is a faithful man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Simona may have had her doubts that he was a police officer due to his flexible schedule, <laughs> we'll call it. <laughs> but what she wasn't in doubt about was the fact that it was over between them. She's like, you know what? You gone. Yeah, Drop Jesus, take the wheel here. I can't deal with you. Mm-hmm. I done. She couldn't take the lies. Apparently, he lied about every little thing. Like if she asked him, what color is this cup? Even Black. though it is a peachy, Red. pinky, any of them colors acceptable, he had to say green. You know, just okay. to be, just to be green. Yeah. So he lied about everything. She even told him, quote, you tell so many lies, I'm sure you believe them. Oh, wow. She was over it, and she was ready to get this liar out of her life and move on. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't going anywhere. He's like, no, I'm the man I will stay. Well, it goes down here. I know. So Simona spent the whole of 2008 trying to get rid of this man. But Jerry, like, he wouldn't take a hint, or he just refused to listen. Yeah. Harassment after harassment, he wouldn't let go. And he refused to leave the home they shared. Mm-hmm. Then on March 8, 2009, he escalated in the worst way. So on this night, Jerry attacked and raped no, Simona. No, 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 From Simona's recollection of the heinous attack, she was crying as she pled with him saying, quote, Think about what you're doing. Really think about it. No, no, no. But that was before he unbuckled his pants and did it anyway. Only offering at the end a lame, I'm sorry, I never meant for this to happen when he was done. That's all she got. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Simona is like, nah, duck you. I call in the police. <laughs> so she called the police and pressed rape charges against policeman Jerry. Policeman Jerry's nowhere to be found. Jerry blatantly told her to drop the charges. So he out and bad. He just like, listen, I don't care. I don't care. Drop them charges. Or, quote, she'd pay. But Simona forged ahead. Because he raped her. It's her right to get justice. Yeah. This, of course, made Jackass Jerry furious. Now he mad. Like, how dare you? Report me. Report me for yes. this crime that I actually committed. Mm-hmm. How dare she hold him accountable for his crime? Mm-hmm. Released on bail with his self-righteous indignation in place, Jerry set out to ruin Simona's life. Okay. He was primed to do it too because he had years of experience watching CSI, remember? <laughs> and law and if order. The, if that was the case, what were we? I don't know, the things I would be capable of because of <laughs> the amount of shit I've watched. But like I said, he was he was keyed up to do it. He have all of this in He's this convinced. Remember, he's a policeman. He is convinced. And he's obsessed with CSI and law and order. How did he do this? Jerry started by recruiting victim number one, 
mm-hmm. an illegal immigrant from Trinidad mm. and had him claim that he had been handcuffed and robbed. And then he went on to promise this man a special visa for victims of violent crimes. <gasps> no such visa exists. Oh. You know? I mean, unless you come across as a refugee, but I don't think there's one within the States that exists for somebody who's already there illegally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then he got fake victims two and three involved as well. So they had the same kind of story, yeah. right? He coached all three of them to recognize Simona's Jeep and also showed them her picture so they could pick her out of a lineup. Jesus Christ. The most annoying part was there was also video evidence, a.k.a. an alibi, of Simona in a casino during one of the alleged attacks. But nobody wanted to listen to her. The police wouldn't listen. She's crazy. She's a woman against uh, what basically could be a policeman. Exactly. So, you know, who gonna listen to her if you have Jerry out here saying she did this, she did this, she did this, and she has all of this evidence. Now, notice, he had these people report her over the span of like a year and a half. This was a slow build. Yeah. Right? So, like I said, the police didn't listen until the informant came forward. Armed with the informant testimony, all of a sudden now the prosecution was willing to take a closer look at Simona's Mm -hmm. case which is when they identified Jerry as the culprit behind the convoluted scheme. Okay. Right? Now, they could have always investigated all of their phones and saved this girl seven months in prison, Mm, but I don't know what they do. No, why would they? Unsurprisingly, Jerry was then arrested. And while in Rikers awaiting sentencing, he threatened one of the co-conspirators named Rajiv Mohanlal. Rajiv claims that Jerry asked him to assist in setting up Simona. And when Rajiv was like, nah, not into that. No. Mm-hmm. Jerry pulled out a gun and said, quote, it's a shame your parents might have an accident one day. <gasps> it's a very D-list acting, if you ask me. Like, who coming up with this? You know, like, the threat. Like, da, da, da. Then when Jerry and Rajiv both found themselves in the same jailhouse, Jerry straight up told Rajiv, quote, sooner or later, I'm going to get you. Hmm. He don't know how to stop with the cliche threats. <laughs> okay, right? <laughs> So at trial, because it made it to trial, mm-hmm. it was revealed that Jerry was never actually in law enforcement. He just liked the shows. Oh, wow. I didn't <laughs> see this coming. He <laughs> had the connections and he had the ability to sound official. Mm-hmm. Jerry was no cop. He was actually a longtime confidential informant himself, which is how he knew that DA guy. Because mm. he used to work as an informant. This is why he was able to go into that office. Like, he owned the place, and, like, they were all friends talking about cases. Which, by the way, Simona overheard. She overheard Jerry and this DA guy talking about a case involving a strip club, and they took down the people, and da-da-da-da-da. So, you know, of course, now she's thinking, oh, yeah, he really really in this, you know? He's a cop. Right. So he, his only involvement in enforcement is in providing police with information so they can make arrests. So he's, yeah. you know, a snitch. After giving her testimony of the rape and after the other people in his insane plot came forward by the jury, after a day and a half, I personally thought that was quite long, had no problems finding Jerry guilty of rape and perjury. Yes, and he was sentenced up to 32 years in prison. Some sites say 27 and a third. I don't know, but I hope it's the higher one. Yes. This came as a huge surprise to Jerry's mother, 
who claimed that Jerry was a good boy and he okay. was being railroaded. As everybody no. trying to set up Jerry. Jerry is. The world is out to get him. He's right. not nasty. The world is out to get me. Yeah. Simona, in her victim's impact statement, said, quote, You are pure evil, a sociopath, and you need help. Yeah. Someone has to stop you and your madness. Yeah. You are the kind of person that if you were let out on bail today, you would prey on another person. Somebody from Jerry Camp used that moment, likely he mother, to yeah. jump up and shout, liar, in the courtroom <gasps> before getting carried away. No. <laughs> the court drama didn't, doesn't They have the there. proof and they, they like, she's, uh-huh. The court drama don't end there. No. Jerry, like the cockroach she was, said, <laughs> I not done. He's like, I ain't done. He said, quote, I maintain my innocence and plan on turning over motions and paperwork about Miss Sumasa shouting, I'm not done, I'm not done, before being dragged away. So obviously yeah. he related to that next one who shout out liar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it got it from his mom. It would come out that this was not the only web of lies told by old boy Jerry. Okay. Apparently back in 1993, which is also the same year of yours. Yes. A man identified that Mr. Passard was jailed for six months after Jerry said he shot him, get this, in the chest with a rifle. Now, I am no gun expert, but I imagine that Jerry is either the Terminator or a ghost because how are you going to shoot somebody's center mass with a rifle, which mm-hmm. is a large gun? And he'd just be cool. Okay. So Mr. Passard kept telling everybody he was framed. He kept telling everybody he was framed. Yeah. And he even warned his cousin who was dating Jerry at the time. I mean, I know you're saying you're lucky, Gail. Because <laughs> <Right? laughs> you dodge your bullet. Right? No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to get his cousin away from Jerry. He was like, Jerry set me up. And even though Jerry was, was in the hospital for a collapsed lung and a broken collarbone, Passad strongly believes that Jerry yeah. shot himself or injured himself. Simona no. firmly believes that all of the cases that Jerry provided evidence for need to be reopened. Of course. Because he lied. who knows what else this mm-hmm. ass Jerry is lied trying about. to hide. This is a, a this is a cultural thing, a shift here for the minute. Um, at the beginning of this case, I told you all the name of the case was Upset. Upset. And the, c- the correct name of the episode is Set Up. So it's backwards. <laughs> and the reason for that is Jerry Guyanese. And it, the Trinidadians <laughs> and the Guyanese have this ongoing feud about whether it's curry chicken or chicken curry. And so to us, when they say chicken curry, it backwards. So, yeah. you know, come and claim your boy, Guyanese people. <laughs> and that's why this episode is named Upset. Upset. Mm. We both had two very, like, light cases. Yeah. That, does, that never happens. Somebody always dies. Yeah. Somebody did get raped in my story. But at yes. least her rapist goes to jail, unlike your last story. Or the ones from the Canadian all the from other the, ones from the Latin American community. all the other ones yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so what do you think of of Jerry <laughs> the, uh, again I always said the length that you will go to to just do harm yeah because in, in this case harm. women were not his only target and you know I do have a question about what happened to Passad's sister Oh, no, his cousin, the one who was dating Jerry. Yeah. Because if he was so hard up to let Simona go, Mm what he do to the cousin? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think Jerry's a duck and pig. Yes, he's um, a duck and pig. And Richard Terry 2.0. You also stink and nasty. Yeah, you stink yeah. and nasty. And you need to pay your money. To my guy and his um, brethren, don't come for me. It's a love, okay? It's a love. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> don't claim you don't understand. Uh, we need to wrap up without much finesse because the time is 3.59 a.m. I made it to 4 o'clock in the morning. Both of our eyes closing. We yeah. real tired. Okay, we real tired. What a sour episode for the quinceanera. This is not a sour episode. This is a light episode. Don't get used to this. Because we can go either really dark, shady dark. You don't think the quinceanera episode should be celebratory? And, and now we have no one is dead. Oh, that's the celebration? Yes. Nobody died. Yes. Okay. That's true. Nobody died. Exactly. Okay. We know nothing. So please go to the sources linked on our Instagram at Criminally Clueless or on our website at criminallyclueless.com to get the real tea. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave us a like or review so we can dominate those ratings. Hey, we might be clueless and extremely bad, but that's not a problem. Mm-hmm.